Welcome to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports, where we explore every corner of the women's sports industry from the field to the front office. I'm Caroline Fitzgerald, and I'm here to prove that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. Today's episode is brought to you by Ally, a change maker in women's sports, steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity, because we're all better off with an ally. Our guests today are Laura Miranda and Ariana Ray DeVario, co-founders and managing partners of the newly launched B Partners, which is a first-of-its-kind consulting agency specializing in brand building and revenue generation. Welcome to the show, Laura and Ariana. Thank you. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited for this conversation today. And I have to start by saying congratulations. You have just launched B Partners, which is so special. We absolutely need more organizations like B Partners led by talented women leaders like both of you. So congrats again. So excited for you and can't wait to hear the full story today on the show. Thank you so much. We're excited as well. It's been a whirlwind and can't wait to keep the train rolling. Well, let's jump into it. And Ariana, I'm going to start with you. I'd love to begin today by hearing more about your background and what ultimately led you to launching Be Partners with Laura. So I went to college for communication studies and political science, and I was going to run political campaigns. Um, And I was so broke. I had zero money after college and a lot of student debt. So I took the job that I was offered As a project manager full-time, Monday after graduation at EMI, which is one of the nation's preeminent out-of-home agencies. And from there, I worked my way up to become the first female executive, revamped their ARR, quadrupled it, actually, um, and learned that I had a knack for business and that I had a knack for government relations, which no shock surprise there. So a little bit full circle. Um, I came up with the idea to co-found EMI Strategies, which was the sister company specializing specifically in high-level dynamic projects that required um, advanced entitlements, government relations, and uh, revenue modeling. So I started working a little bit more in the sports sector, which we hadn't been doing, with the entitlement edge and um, making sure that I could help get these massive media projects designed and approved and uh, once we did one of these projects and we got them approved, they were spectacular. The client said, well, what do I do with them now? And I was like, oh, that is such a wonderful question. <laughs> I'm going to figure that out for you. So I did. I did. We figured it out. We figured out a little bit of a niche of how to bridge partnerships and traditional out-of-home media to create these self-sustaining revenue streams that just were not being leveraged or utilized. As you know, there's so much that comes with um, the equity from a venue, from a sports team, from all of those different rights holders that weren't being capitalized on and and being able to utilize that with the out of home space was an area that I found uh, great success in. So started developing that program, word of mouth got around and was pretty successful in working with additional venues and, and um, rights holders in the marketplace to create some shocking revenue streams. Um, and that's where Laura and I started chit chatting um, throughout our careers. And you'll see some cross pollination there in the sports marketplace. Um, And we always wanted to do something together that was in the sports area. And that also was female founded, female based, female driven, purpose based, purpose driven. Um, And the timing came to fruition here, the beginning of this year. 
That's incredible. All right. We're going to talk a lot about B partners today, obviously, but before we jump all the way in, Laura, can you give us a little bit about your background, which has led you to now be able to work full-time with Ariana? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I am super happy and honored to be called Ariana's partner because she is just an incredible woman and an incredible friend. Um, for a little bit of background, I started in the sports industry when I was like 18 or 19, totally fell into it, which is a story for another day. But I've been in and around uh, the sports industry for almost 15 years now. Um, I started out in the corporate hospitality department at Madison Square Garden and kind of stayed in that niche for the first couple of years of my career, but realized pretty soon that if I wanted to um, become invaluable as you know a professional, and especially if I wanted to be calling the shots, that sales would have to be a part of my repertoire, um, which was like cringeworthy to admit, but I just figured, you know, I'll bite the bullet, I'll go do it for two years and then figure it out from there. So I went to go work for um, one of the best sponsorship sales people in the business, Harlan Stone. He had a small boutique agency in New Canaan, Connecticut at the time with a bunch, well, not a bunch, it was a small, but very mighty um, army of uh, sponsorship sales reps. And um, they were so good that they got acquired about three months after I joined by CSM, which is a global sports marketing um, agency, which was actually just recently acquired by Wasserman. And that was really exciting because it opened the door um, for me to global sports, right? Um, So then we started working with La Liga and Chelsea FC and a lot of um, Formula One entities. And A, it was really exciting, right? Um, But B, I figured out that I had a really good talent for basically translating the global sports value proposition to U.S. brands and um, emerging brands who had who were completely new to um, sports sponsorship. So I found um, a really good niche there. And at the same time, I started finding a lot of success in developing massive new revenue streams for non-sports rights holders. So we started with Lincoln Center, moved on to Time Magazine, Candy Crush, the American Kennel Club, um, very non-traditional properties. And it, it feels simple in retrospect, but really all we did was apply the best practices from the sports sponsorship world to these properties in a new way. And it unlocked tons and tons of opportunities. So those two things were kind of happening in parallel. Then 2020 hit and I had uh, twins and 2021 hit and I had another set of twins. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, hold on a second. (laughs) I have four kids under two years old. I need to take a second. So um, I took a little bit of a step back, uh, was working as a part-time IC for CSM, um, running the Candy Crush business, and just used that time, it was about a year, to just reset, like reset on the home front, had to get my childcare army established and get myself <laughs> reestablished. But during that time, it was also like tremendous in terms of professional success. We built Candy Crush's first ever um, like intentional partnership initiative. We did incredible partnerships with... Um, Megan Trainer and the Jonas Brothers and some other uh, pop cultural entities. And I also brokered one of the biggest deals in women's sports sponsorship history, which is going to be announced soon, but that was really exciting. Um, so these opportunities kept coming organically in and I was reaching out to Ariana because like I said, she's amazing and particularly from um, a business operations side and Dan Mannix, who's been another uh, big mentor of mine um, since we've worked together at CSM. And then the stars just kind of aligned. Like we all have the entrepreneurial spirit. We were all ready to do something um, in this space. And it just, it was the right time. And before we knew it, Be Partners was born. Yeah. And here we are today. Here we are. Those are both 
incredible backgrounds. You both have so much experience. I am just blown away hearing everything that you've done. And I'm excited to hear more about everything that you're going to do. So Ariana, I want to go back over to you. Can you give us the rundown of B Partners? What is your vision for the consultancy? So B Partners is a first of its kind female founded revenue generating agency. And that's really where the rubber hits the road. Um, not only are we taking our unique perspective as female businesswomen um, in this arena and space, but we're priority focused on revenue generation um, and making sure that the ROI is there for our clients. I think there's ability in, in the partnership media space to spend clients' money um, and see how it goes and see what happens and then say, well, I guess that didn't quite work out the way that we had hoped. And that's really just not our MO. We're a pro forma based um, company. So everything that we do has to pencil out for our client in the long haul, self-sustaining, minimal effort on the client end, and extremely innovative and creative in a way that's not scary. So we're not trying to rewrite everything. We're not trying to throw the rule book out. We're trying to take best practices from the traditional spaces and how the traditional models have worked and then apply them either to non-traditional areas or non-traditional ideas um, and making sure that that innovation and creativity is first and foremost and that we're really authentically building brands and we're listening to brands and we're making sure that we're tapping into that that space. You know, um, Laura just had a great post this morning on LinkedIn. Highly recommend you give her a follow. Her content is spectacular. I learn everything from Laura's LinkedIn page. Um, not that I'm biased or anything, but uh, there's a great piece she just put up about you can monetize a brand that matters, but you have to make sure a brand matters. So um, we always have a brand first approach backed by that pro forma based priority. And that's really what makes us different. So our vision for this consultancy is to take it to best in class brands and teams and venues and even different types of rights holders throughout the globe and make sure that we can create some really groundbreaking revenue programs for them that are authentic to the brand, that help build community, that help engage with the community, and ultimately showcase the power of women in business and sports. Incredible. I want to ask you about the name B Partners because I have a feeling it comes back to pretty much everything you just said, Ariana, but what is the significance of your name B Partners? My God, I love this. So again, this is a Laura Miranda original. Um, she has also a fantastic Substack. Highly recommend you subscribe. I may or may not be her biggest fan, but that's okay. <laughs> You're um, like my favorite <laughs> today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, it is called businesses, brands, and babies because obviously Laura's in business and a spectacular businesswoman works a lot with brands, and she has four babies. Um, and so this was a Substack that she's been running and writing and. We had been working together, as she mentioned, and I was helping on some end of her back end for her consultancy on the business side. And I got a text message one day. This is also a great Laura Miranda entrepreneur story with a link to a Google Doc for a business plan. <laughs> Laura, what is this? <laughs> I see my name in it. Um, and it was for B Partners. And she was like, I thought the B would be so great because it was a spinoff of businesses, brands and babies but also let's be partners. Like we can be partners together um, and we want to be people's partners because we work collaboratively. And that's something that's also very different about the female perspective is we're really not ego-driven. We're, we're community-based and we're collaborative-based. And so that's what we want to do with our clients and with our brands and with other agencies in the marketplace. And obviously with people like you who are supporting women in business and women in sports. So 
it also is a great play on it that you can be what you need to be, right? Be bold, be innovative, be creative, um, be agile, be excellent. So there's a lot that goes into it. And that's that's the background of Be Partners. I'll just add one note on that, which is that Ariana and all her spare time of building these multi-million dollar companies before we came together and starting her own wine business, which I'll plug a couple of times here if I can. Um, she decided to get a, a law degree from UCLA and graduated at the top of her class. So we also kind of like the nod to like a law firm, right? Be partners. So it has a lot of fun um, meanings to us. That is absolutely incredible. And Ariana, I know you are saying how you're Laura's biggest fan. I'm now the biggest fan of both of you because <laughs> I'm just blown away. This is all so smart. This is so wonderful what you're building. And it, it just makes so much sense. And I know things that seem simple and like they're, you know, just common sense, they take a ton of work and a ton of knowledge and a ton of experience to make it happen. So again, I'm just really blown away by both of you. Laura, I want to stay with you. I know we've been um, talking a lot with Ariana, but I especially am excited to chat with you in this moment. I know it's not announced yet, but I know you have recently signed the largest sponsorship deal in women's sports history. We will hear what that is soon. I'm very sure of it. Um, but I know that you know that the goal of this podcast is to demonstrate to the world that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. So with all of your experience in the sports industry, with the work you've done in women's sports, what potential do you see for B partners within the landscape of women's sports? Yeah, I think it goes back to what Ariana was talking about and just connecting dots to create value, right? So we've done this in the gaming um, landscape, media, um, Ariana with sports and their out-of-home assets. You know, we're uniquely able um, to see these connection points and bring it all together from fruition to to end, right, to make sure it happens. So um, I think in the case of women's sports, no one is really refuting the fact that there's tremendous value and potential and momentum there, right? But what we're seeing here as we have in these other industries is that brands and rights holders, people don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to harness it. So what we see happening most often is either they make a go for it, but it doesn't really meet their expectations because they just don't really know what to do with it quite yet, or the opportunity is missed entirely, right? And so either way, there's huge missed opportunity costs, which we think we can help brands not only um, identify and properties identify, but also capitalize on. And I think back to what Ariana was saying as well, right? At B Partners, we believe that underrepresented people like ourselves, women, minorities, um, we have a really valuable new perspective to bring to the table. For so long, the perspective has been so monolithic, right? That even just the tiniest bit of um, new perspective can can yield incredible results. And so um, to date, just between Ariana and I, we've already generated over $250 million in incremental revenue and direct cost savings for our clients. And I think we're hoping just to bring some of that to, to women's sports. Our goal is to generate a billion dollars in the next five years um, in projected earnings for our clients. And so we would love for a big portion of that to go towards the women's sports landscape. Well, we certainly would love that too. The whole <laughs> reason that goals started is because we were pretty outraged when we learned the number that women's sports only receive 1%, less than 1% of global sports sponsorship dollars. And we mm -hmm. know that one of the biggest ways that we can close a lot of the gender gaps uh, in the sports industry is by getting more brands involved to bring in more sponsorship revenue. I want to go back to something that you just said about building the women's sports industry, because one fear that I have 
that I think could potentially stall the growth of the women's sports industry is traditional leaders from men's sports coming now into women's sports and thinking that the way that we grow women's sports is the identical way that men's sports has been built and grown over the years. So I love what you just said about how to innovate and grow women's sports, this new space, we need a new kind of leadership. We need a new kind of perspective to help us think differently and grow women's sports, which is not an apples to apples comparison to men's sports. Yeah, I think you completely nailed it on the head there. Um, Kind of why we decided to start Be Partners um, and this relates to women's sports is because um, we were expected to deliver the same kind of results, but the rules of the game for us just weren't built in a way that we're going to enable success. Like I have four babies, Ariana's starting a family herself. Like we can't just spend countless hours at the office while our husbands who are also at the office stay home and take care of the kids. Like it just doesn't work, right? Um, We have to work smarter. We have to work harder. We have to be more creative and collaborative. So we decided to just rewrite the rules ourselves and start, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. So we just started our own um, game. I think it's similar with women's sports. I think the reason it gets kind of alluded to even subconsciously as like a charity initiative is because it's like it's never going to perform the same way that men's traditional sports do. It's just a whole different animal, right? And so if we can help brands and even the the women's sports rights holders themselves, like the people who are going to the leadership positions there, help them realize um, the true nature of this opportunity, I think we'll find there being a lot more success. I think it's actually maybe more similar to NIL, but even so it's not apples to apples. Um, Yeah. I have no shortage of puns, but it's like asking a goldfish to climb a tree, right? Like it's just not going to work. And so we need to, to, to level set and just, you know, make sure that everyone is, is getting a fair platform um, to succeed. Agreed. And I love that. It's like asking a goldfish to climb a tree. That is perfectly said. So Laura, what kind of partnerships would you like to see more of within pro women's sports? Yeah, I think, um, end of the day, women's sports are inherently going to be more innovative and nimble than traditional men's sports, which is what they're always, you know, benchmarked against. And that's really out of sheer necessity. So with that said, there's tons of opportunity, particularly for, I think, two types of brands. I think one is an emerging brand um, or an underdog brand who's looking for a national global platform at a cost-efficient rate, right? Because most of these um, sports properties do have national broadcasts and they have a global stage like when the World Cup comes around and and the Olympics. Um, So it's a great way to get your foot in the door um, and make a big splash. I think it also represents a ton of opportunity for legacy brands. I mean, for legacy brands, I think there's also a responsibility to consider this avenue, not out of the good nature of their hearts, but out of the nature of business and there being a massive underserved market here. But I think for legacy brands, um, women's sports and its unique value proposition could be an incredible, um, you know, refresh for the brand and and really re-energize it with new energy um, by partnering with women's sports, but activating them well. It's not enough really just to associate. You have to figure out how your brand can can move the needle for um, the initiative. Um, I think, though, there's still a responsibility on women's sports property uh, rights holders, folks, to figure out how to make their assets work harder and more holistically for their partners. And once a few of them start doing that in a successful way, hopefully one of the partnerships that we just did <laughs> will be an example of that. I think the rest of the industry, not just women's sports, but the rest of it, the industry will follow suit. 
Ariana, is there anything you wanted to add on to that? No, I think Laura really hit the nail on the head. I think it's the key is looking at the women's sports landscape as its own entity, as its own organic being and understanding the lay of the land of it and stop trying to make a square peg go into a round hole. Not to sound rude, but like, don't be jealous that women's sports gets to rewrite the rules and create everything from the ground up in a way that's more authentic to their audience. That's, that's what's coming from it. Um, So, you know, leaning into that and making sure that all of the work around women's sports is centered upon that, I think is really key. Ariana, I want to stay with you for this next question. So you guys are starting this business, you're revving up and you're not solely focused on men's sports and you're not solely focused on women's sports. You're looking at the sports industry as a whole. So a lot of agencies to this point have kind of ignored the women's sports space and really gone after the dollars in men's sports in particular. But you guys obviously are prioritizing women's sports here as well. So what about the current landscape of women's sports is most exciting or inspiring to you? I just get so excited when you get to do something that's non-traditional. And I think that that's what's so impactful about women's sports. I think one of the most exciting things is the audience and the type of people who are engaged in women's sports. You get sports fans that are so much more loyal, so much more brand loyal. They're a deeper consumer than the sort of casual man's fan or men's sports fan. Um, They really engage on a more meaningful level, which means that brands get to build really deep and valuable relationships. We know that there is huge consumer buying power in women. We understand the women, um, the power of women in advertising. You know, we we have this foundation and this basis that we all know, and we have data to back it up. Um, and so, knowing this audience and being able to target this audience, I think, is what's so inspiring about the sports space, which taps into Laura's point about the value that new and emerging brands can have with this community and with this audience. I also think that there's something really special about the women's sports landscape tapped into building that community and giving back to the community. I think that, you know, if you look at any women's sports team um, or any athlete, there's a huge goodwill feature that's inherent. And so that's something that's really meaningful to Gen Z. Um, That's also really meaningful for legacy brands to capitalize on and to be a part of. So I think that there's a lot that's really great that can feel um, maybe more qualitative instead of quantitative, but I think it transfers over. I think every qualitative element transfers over into the quantitative. So there is huge revenue potential there. There is huge brand equity potential there. There is huge impact potential there and in kind of every way, shape and form. And I think one of the other things that I find so exciting, and this goes back to your point, Caroline, is that women athletes are investing in women's sports. So we're seeing a huge impact from them in terms of women's sports leadership. So to your concern, getting that type of women's focused leadership into these organizations is huge. And I think so impactful because we also know that athletes are creating this creator economy um, and that women's athletes specifically are becoming top content creators. Um, We know that we have the impact that comes from social in women's sports and with women's athletes. That's just tremendous. We have advocates. I mean, women's athletes, you don't even have to say their full name. It's Simone. It's Serena. You know, like, I mean, these are these are the shares of the sports world. You know, like there's just one name for them because of the impact that they have in their community, the good that they're doing, not only for the sport, but for, um, you know, the world around them. So I think that 
all of these things kind of culminating make me so excited um, for the entire landscape of women's sports at the moment. Well said. And we're going to put a pin in it right there. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back because believe it or not, we're at the end of our discussion and we just have a few closing questions left. So hang in there. We'll be right back. As you may know, the goal of this podcast is to show brands, networks, and people in general that it's good business to invest in women's sports. We know that women in sports are incredible and are breaking boundaries and setting records. But did you know they receive less than 10% of all sports media coverage? It's a vicious cycle. The lack of media coverage means fans miss out while networks and sponsors can't see the fan base and don't invest in the media. Now, more than ever, it's time for brands to jump in. That's why our sponsor, Ally, is making big moves to put an end to the cycle and give women's sports the coverage they deserve. This year, Ally is continuing to invest in access for women's sports through sponsorships with ESPN, CBS, and women-owned outlets giving fans more opportunities to watch what they want, where they want. So tune in and be part of the change. To learn more, check out watchtochange.com because we're all better off with an Ally. All right, we are back, ready to close this out. I can't believe we've come to the end of our conversation. This has been so enlightening, so much fun chatting with both of you today. I want to start with you, Ariana. Um, And this is the question we always start with at this portion of the conversation. If you could wave a magic wand and create equity in one aspect of sports, what would it be? I don't know if it's one or two, but I'm going to say it like it's one. Exposure and investment. That's what I think I would want to change. I mean, obviously everything that that there's not parity in, um, but exposure and investment. I think women's sports needs more exposure and with that more investment. And, you know, it's it's a chicken and an egg situation right now that we're struggling with where brands need exposure to invest, but we also need investment to gain exposure. So I think if I could wave a magic wand, it would definitely be leveling up on that exposure and that investment. I completely agree. Both are so essential to accelerating the growth of women's sports. Laura, I'm going over to you now. Before we get to our final question, is there anything that you'd like to plug or share with our listeners? Um, outside of plugging Ariana's new wine company, which, I mean, I just don't know how she finds all this time in the day to run everything. Um, I would love for her to share more about her intent behind that because I think it also speaks to, to her as a leader and a businesswoman. But yeah, we're just, we're excited to... Um, get our feet off the ground here and connect with a, with more like-minded folks in the um, sports space and the brand space in any kind of commercial capacity. Um, we do really think that we're all better together. So want to connect. I love that. And we'll make sure we link to both of your LinkedIn pages and the show notes so everyone can follow along very closely. But Ariana, I need to go back to you because I would like to hear more about your wine business. So I'm going to ask you to put another plug in for that here. Gosh, you, you ladies are just the best in the world. Um, <laughs> this is what you guys, this is what women in business do. This is what's so beautiful about how we work together. This is the poster child for it. Um, so we have my husband and I started a passion progress project or a legacy project called Flynn Ray Sellers. Flynn is my husband's middle name and Ray is my middle name. Um, and we'll also pass those middle names down to our kids. And it's about blending the authenticity that comes from what wine brings to community from Italy. My husband is very, very Italian and blending it with the roots of California, which is where I'm from. I'm born and raised here. Um, and the beauty that, you know, 
wine has become coming out of the Napa Valley and Sonoma Valley regions. Um, so we wine as a verb, right? Wine is meant to bring people together. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to create an authentic story and be a journey with you. So it's from our home to yours, and it's meant to complement whatever you have going on at any given time so that it can be your house wine um, and you get to write your own chapter with it. So that's what we're building. It's going to be a blend of Italian varietals and California varietals, and we'll be harvesting this fall. Amazing. So are you launching this fall? When are you officially live? We will be live in the spring of 24. We will have our first white blend to release. Um, so I'll make sure to get you on the club membership list ASAP <laughs> for that first shipment. Um, and then we'll be rolling through um, some reds that will come out in 25, some more whites and rosés in 25 as well. So it's a it's a long haul project and it's a labor of love, but it's really, we're such big, loving, obnoxiously loud, family-oriented people that we can't wait to share with everyone. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. Yes. And Laura, to your point, I feel like it just speaks to how dynamic both of you are as business people. And women in sports are absolutely amazing. Women in business are absolutely amazing, managing so much and producing so many results at the same time. All right. Last question. And I'm going to ask both of you this question. Laura, I'm going to start with you first. Can you summarize in a few sentences why you think it's good business to invest in women's sports? I'll do my best. First, we have to start with the facts, right? There's an undeniable, exponentially high rate of return for brands who do invest and activate. Again, I have to put that caveat in there and activate well in this space, plus the undeniable rise in awareness, popularity um, of women's sports, which all leads to the point there is a huge underserved uh, market here, right? And I think what we've seen, especially this summer with the Nebraska volleyball game and the Barbie blockbuster and the Eras tour phenomenon, like this is a market with incredible purchasing power. So there's a huge opportunity cost for brands who don't invest in it, especially now, right? Because it's just going to be a rocket ship. It's going to get more and more hard and expensive to do so later on. Um, so that kind of goes back to my point about those legacy brands who, you know, may think it's okay to rest on their loyal laurels, but really it's not because we see the tremendous potential here across the board. Great answer. Ariana, can you summarize in a few sentences why you think it's good business to invest in women's sports? Well, I always hate going after Laura, um, <laughs> because she tackles everything so well. Um, but I would say just tapping into what it, the value it has for a brand, I mean, Building a brand is about the value people will pay for you over the substitute, right? But what, why, and and how much? So that comes that differential and that delta of why people are willing to go with you and why your brand matters comes from creating substance and meaning and building a community around that substance. And we've just gone over how much women's sports taps into that and is a place to do that. So I think that for brands that are really looking to make sure that they're authentically connecting to their communities, building their brand equity, building that meaning that you can monetize per Laura's post on LinkedIn today. Um, it's really clear that women's sports is just ripe for the taking um, to, to build those types of communities and, and to make sure that you're, you know, capitalizing on this movement that is truly a rocket ship, like Laura said. Great answer as well. You guys are such superstars. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been such a joy speaking with you. I cannot wait to see everything that you do together at Be Partners. It's such an ex exciting journey that you're on. So again, thanks for all you do for women in sports. And thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you so, so much. It's been so much fun. 
Thank you for listening to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports presented by Ally, a change maker in women's sports steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity because we're all better off with an ally. To learn more about Goals and our work to bring more brand investment into women's sports, be sure to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram or visit our website at goals-sports.com. And remember, it's simply good business to be in the business of women's sports.